0: Now I can ask you how everything's going and actually hear your response. <laughs> yeah, no, like I was saying, it's it's uh it's
1: been a hectic hectic today just uh, with the holiday and uh, things are picking up a little bit, like I suspect it would uh, with people trying to get stuff done before Thanksgiving too as well. So we've had a couple of order calls and then um, also I've been uh, trying to uh, for certification for my engineering license. I have to have uh, all my continuing education (laughs) done by the end of the month too as well. So I've been working on that too uh, in between and then uh, doing some inspection reports. So yeah, it's been a hectic day, uh, but that's kind of to be expected right before the holidays, right?
0: Yeah. Well, thanks for making time. Um, I imagine, is the engineering CE um, a little more difficult than than other industries? It's got to be, right?
1: It's thirty hours, uh, too, as well. I, I think it. I mean, it depends on on the state. Uh huh. Um, so I know. So the way Illinois does things, and different states handle this a, l- a little bit differently, but there's a difference between a PE professional engineer and a structural engineer, too, as well. And I know a structural engineer, there's pretty stringent guidelines, and they they have to take like two. Additional tests that are like eight hours a piece, too, as well, to kind of get it for your PE. You have to take one four hour exam and then uh, the actual PE exam, which is eight hours, too, as well. And then it's 30 hours to continue education credit. And there's actually a bunch of different things you could do for it too, as well. Um, kind of different from the home inspector, where it's like you know, you have all these courses you could do. Um, write papers and stuff like that too for the, for the engineering side or attend conferences. Okay. Be on on boards, you know, for uh, different uh, engineering uh, committees and, and whatnot for, for different organizations. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of ways to do it, but I, I haven't been as, as involved with it, so I haven't really picked up uh, as many continue education credits as possible. So yeah, a bunch of online stuff too, as well, which is which is cool because it's it's cross related to the to the or to the home inspection stuff too, as well. I'm kind of oh, definitely codes and structures and stuff like that, and it's uh, it's very very interesting. Just uh, everything that goes into uh, designing a building all the building codes and, and whatnot it's it's a lot of lot of hard work and people don't i don't think uh, quite appreciate just how hard it is to get one building yeah. <laughs> built and all the design that goes i mean we, we you know we do cookie cutters but there's a lot of a lot of time effort that goes into doing that now uh from the engineer side to the construction side so
0: you know, having gone to a few years of engineering school, every time I look at a skyline, I, I literally think about everything that went into it, all the thing, all the considerations, working with the city, um, you know, structurally. But anyway, um, so yeah, let's uh, let's introduce you to people. Let's uh, tell tell everyone who you are and where you're from and kind of how we got here.
1: Yeah, so my name is uh, Tim Wojnar. I am the owner of Home Inspection Geeks. We're based off uh, out of Chicago, Illinois, and uh, we've been around for about three years now. Uh, So kind of my background, uh, like we were talking about before, uh, I went, I I studied my undergrad uh, at Marquette University uh, in mechanical engineering and uh, working, you know, primarily as an engineer for, you know, eight to 10 years, uh, to start my career. Uh, I also got my master's in energy engineering, uh, from the university of Illinois, Chicago too, as well. So, um, I guess kind of where the whole home inspection, uh, started is I was going, uh, going to purchase my, my first property, uh, we were looking for, you know, multi-families and... I guess at the same time, it kind of was a coincidence that I was just kind of, you know, getting burnt out (laughs) at work and uh, not necessarily, you know, loving life. And, uh, you know, I I spent a lot of time and effort trying to kind of move up the ranks, Um, you know, prove myself. I I worked for a large uh, engineering firm called Sergeant Lundy. And uh, my focus was kind of on um, modifications to, uh like nuclear power plant safety systems uh doing project management for for them so anyways yeah so um i just kind of saw how i was getting promoted and i was getting promoted on schedule and then i just realized that it's not what i wanted at all (laughs) 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 because i'm just like i'm gonna be working even more hours than i am now and um you know the the people that I would deal with at the the power plants, um, the project managers on that, that side too as well, they they all they must have all went to the same camp because they're all very difficult to work with. <laughs> uh you know, they you have a certain level of expectation when you're putting something in a you know nuclear power plant and uh but they still want, you know, the cheapest solutions or whatnot too as well. So you know, I just, I kind of knew I needed an out. And, you know, when we were buying a house, the whole home inspection um, thing came up and it really intrigued me. I was, I got into engineering because I just like tinkering with how things work, learning about different systems. And, you know, a house is definitely, (laughs) you know, a big, big system with a bunch of subsystems. And I I think it kind of just fit uh, with my education too, as well. So, um, I decided kind of at that point to start, you know, just studying uh, to get get my license. And, it, you know, it took me about nine months. And, you know, within that, I actually changed engineering jobs, moved over to research and development for the natural uh, natural gas industry.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, um, but yeah, I, I would just, I was motivated. And uh, we, I think at, at the time we, uh, found out you know me and my wife were pregnant with our first first child so it's like you know kind of now or never <laughs> to right. get started you know before before I get uh you know get sucked up i didn't start before i don't think i i will start after too as well cuz i thought it would have been too difficult so uh i launched uh may of 2016 and uh yeah from from there it, you know it was slow at first but uh it's just kind of slowly built uh, on on itself each each passing year, with referrals and networking, and to be honest, you know, throwing a lot of stuff against the wall and just seeing what what kind of stuck uh, to it as well. Because when you're when you're starting a business from scratch, you you're not you're not quite sure what's gonna work, and sometimes you think you know
0: what's gonna work and it doesn't work, work the way that you, you expect it to. So. <laughs> what I so much, I want to unpack from everything you just said. Um, what are, what are some of those things that you like doing do examples, jump out of things? Do you're like, wow, I really envision it going this way. And then it just,
1: yeah, I mean, I, I think when you start a business, uh, you know, and you have this grand scheme of the, you know, you, you think of like the Tim hour four-hour work week <laughs> where, you know, you're just doing you know, doing things the smart way and investing money the smart way and everything's going to pay dividends. But um, I think the most important thing is just understand I think, with, with any business you start is just the industry and, and not even necessarily, I think, you know, with home inspection, you have to understand, you know, your your geographics and how how things are done. Um, you know, in the in the real estate market in Chicago too, as well. So, um, you know, I I think if you know, if I could rephrase the question is, you know, what what kind of things did I didn't work for me at first that I, I kind of avoid? Um, you know, I think I I invested too heavily on the web marketing at first. I, I think that there is a good time and place for that too, as well. Mm-hmm. I think when you're just getting started and you I think it's all about kind of building your reputation before you kind of take off um, with that too, as well, because, you know, if, while you're, you know, just launching and dollars are limited uh, to kind of invest in, in different things too, as well, uh, the the best investment you can make is in, you know, uh, in people and uh, referral partners and realtors and uh, getting to know people at that extent. I think there is, is a place for that website, you know, marketing and the seo but um sometimes you know if you're not set up and you don't have you know good reviews and all that uh and all the you know other stuff too and um just just uh you know you know customer yeah customer you know satisfaction and uh, you know just being able to you know build up and actually have a brand, I guess, is what the word I'm looking for. Um, sometimes you could invest too soon in that stuff too, as well. I think there is a time and place for that. Um, you know, besides that too, I, I spent a lot of times, you know, a lot of time on like Home Advisor and some of those, uh, you know, pay-for-lead services too, mm-hmm. as well, upfront. And not to say that they didn't uh, reap any benefit too, as well, but you know it's more about how do you bring in your own leads at the end of the day too as well and and the quality leads and that all has to do with uh marketing yourself to other real estate professionals
0: so absolutely there's just no way around it it's been a consistent theme something we we preach definitely to all new inspectors and i i anti-sell our SEO services more than i sell them um because new inspectors sometimes think that's the quick way to get there. And that's actually how you ended up on the on this episode today was I think we were chatting SEO a week or two ago. And I've not, by looking at your presence, I realized, wow, he's done some hard work already these last couple years. And then, like you said, then it can become appropriate because then you can actually track your progress and realistically get to the top of like a Chicago market, which is one of the, you know, most competitive in the country. But yeah, in the first year, there's probably not a, a big chance of inspectors floating to the top of the ranking so love the focus on the agents um how did you focus on that area when you first started take us back to you know those first couple weeks of okay now i got to meet agents yeah
1: i mean to be honest there, there wasn't <laughs> the first couple of weeks there wasn't as, as much focus on agents as there, there should be um i sure think was. what I, I i was what what i was doing is you know i would be you know trying to get inspections through home advisor mm-hmm. Um, you know, that I had a couple, uh, friends who, you know, had agents, parents or, um, you know, that I, I knew who were kind of part-time realtors and I was trying to make those connections too as well. Uh, but you know, I think that was kind of the learning process is, you know, you can't always depend <laughs> on the, uh, on the, uh, you know, internet to, to bring you in leads and, and lead generation naturally so you have to kind of go out and get there so you know kind of when i got things turned around uh you know was was probably year two um where i noticed you know one of the things that i don't regret from home advisor is probably one of my top agents uh i got because i i did a job from home advisor and they they were so impressed that uh now they Refer me regularly uh, oh, too, as big. well. So, you know, I, I think first and foremost, you know, step one is do a good job. Uh, do a good job with the inspections. Be uh, friendly. Be communicative. Uh, and you know, put out an awesome report
0: <laughs> too, yep. as
1: well. And 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 really, you know, honestly, care. Care at the end of the day, it, it's all about providing value. You know, for the for the customer, for the realtor. And if you do that more often than not, the type of realtors that you're looking to attract, uh, you're gonna attract them too as well, whether it's a seller's agent or it might be a referral uh from an agent that already uses you too as well. So it has a little bit of a snowballing effect. So it's it's all about you know, making sure that you do a good job first and foremost. And then after that, I mean, you know, when I realized, yeah, I mean agents is <laughs> is where it's at and where you need, you know, where I need to form connections. Um, you know, I looked at a couple different options, but, uh, probably the, the thing that's helped me the most, uh, the past two years is, is, uh, joining a BNI group. So BNI stands for business networking international and, uh, like it's suggested in the, the company name, it's an international company, but it was, it started in San Francisco, uh, California, uh, 34 years ago and pretty much the the essence of the group is it's individuals from different industries only one person from in, each industry is allowed in that group and uh, the whole basis is to pass each other's referrals each week so we meet uh, my group meets weekly 7 a.m. every Tuesday morning and you know there's a realtor in that group uh, too as well but essentially what I'm what I use that group for is to, you know, get warming introductions to realtors uh, too as well. Cause I, I, I know there, let's see some of your other podcasts, you know, I, I know that there's been talks of cold calling and, and whatnot too as mm-hmm. well. And I think that is one method, but you know, I, I think there's nothing that, you know, having someone else having trust in an individual and then that individual recommending you. you. Um, I think that kind of speaks volumes. And uh, that's really where we've been picking up a lot of, you know, realtor introductions, referrals, uh, over the past year. And I'm, I'm looking to even expand upon in the, in the, in 2022 as well. So
0: I love it. How did you, um, find the BNI or what turned you onto that in the first place? So there was, there was a couple, um,
1: so one, I think I reconnected from a, with a friend from high school who was forming a BNI group. And this is actually not the BNI group that I got started with the I I went to visit his group Uh and it just I think it was it was too early like I was six months in they were looking for more you know I I wasn't you know we didn't really have full time (laughs) service out there because it was it was just me doing the inspections mostly on nights and weekends so you know and I kind of felt like you know it might have been I didn't really like, like the vibe of that group. <laughs> they were kind of dull. They did, you know, they, uh, they didn't like, uh, you know, it, it just didn't seem like there was camaraderie. Yeah. Um, so then I got a call. Um, it was early last yeah, the, the very beginning of, of last year. And, uh, I, I remember it cause I say it was from us bank and I, I like, I was getting so many of those, uh, Bock calls and <laughs> people trying to sell you stuff, so oh, I, I almost almost hung up luckily I didn't uh, but I was you know a mortgage broker they were, you know they were starting a chapter looking for a home inspector um, so I went and you know instantly I, I felt a connection to the group, and from there i I decided I, I think actually <laughs> what really sealed it uh, for me is the realtor in that group invited me to do a lunch presentation. At her uh, at her brokerage, so I was able to get in front of 15 uh, ag- Keller Williams agents and do a presentation. And I think that really kind of just put it over the edge for me that I'm like, yeah, I, I need to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in this group, this is you know, this is this is what what I needed, um, even though I, I I didn't know I needed it when I w- was answering the phone call. It's it's kind of funny how things turn out that way too as well. So. But yeah, I mean almost two years later, um, it's it's definitely helped me expand my business to the point where um, you know, this year I, I brought in someone full time and uh I'm hoping to grow and to bring in another person or two full time next next year.
0: Wow. Congratulations, first of all. And second, just from answering a phone, answering the phone call. Like that's that's underrated. Just answering the phone, right? Yeah, sometimes you, you
1: don't I mean I, you, you get so many calls to your business number sometimes, uh, with, with people trying to sell you things, but you know, I mean, that, that's ultimately what, you know, what it was about. You have to, you have to be present there to, to, you know, have the opportunities, yeah. uh, present themselves to, you to what we well. signed up
0: for, right. owning businesses. Yeah. Um, you mentioned providing value. I want to dig into that a little more, um, and, and drill down to, to how you see that, actually manifesting to the client to the agent um or do you have any particular stories or things you can think back on where you're like okay they notice the value that i'm providing yeah
1: so with the whole you know what i realized is this, this last year too as well is you know while you're providing value and you should provide you know the best value to your your customers too it's, it's all about providing value to both them and and the realtors too as well because i mean realtors are are almost extension of your customer anyways oh yeah too as well you're they're your repeat business and um you know honestly you know uh, you know i, I know sometimes there, there's tension between realtors and home inspections when you know, with with deals online but you know our some of the our realtor partners are you know are, are not just you know, business partners but also friends and people that, you know, I generally think have the best interest uh for clients at heart. So my thinking this past year, uh, you know, growth strategy is just how can we provide the best value to our realtor partners? How can we make their lives the easiest? Um, you know, because when you really boil everything down, um, you know, the realtors obviously want you to do a good job, first and foremost. I want you to be there to help protect their client and also help explain things to your client in, uh, you know, in a proper manner. You know, not alarming when it doesn't need to be alarming, but a proper manner. Uh, So, you know, how do we, you know, besides that, how do we provide value to realtors? And I think just making the process easier, I I think that kind of goes back to Spectora and using Spectora and the uh, repair request list uh, mm-hmm. too as well, having systems that you know they um, they could use that they're going to make their lives easier. So I think that's that's a perfect example. But you know another example is um, like you said, having someone answering the call, you know, the phone calls. Um, so that's why I you know hired a, a part time office manager and also have that backed up by a call center because we always want to be able to answer phone calls uh, for, for agents and their customers as they come in too as well and make the booking process easier in general. Um, another thing that we're rolling out is the repair price reports too as well that yeah. we're, we're starting to partner. And I think um, you know that's another time saving because a lot, a lot of agents <laughs> have to go out and get contractors. I know a lot of contractors. You know, they, they don't like going out to do home inspection quotes because you never you never know if they're actually going to go through with the repairs too, as well. And but you know, with the report, it's it lays everything out for them. They kind of have a you know good know what a good fair asking price is too, as well. And then also helps you know the future homeowners to know you know some budgetary things too, what they need to save for. Uh, in the future, too, as well. So that's been a tremendous uh, tool for us to use, as well. Um, yeah. So I mean, just provide value in in those ways. Um, obviously, Spectora. Um, I don't know if I told you the story about how how I found Spectora. I, I think I think we might have talked about it. Uh, you know, when we were we we're on the SEO phone call. Yeah, share
0: it again. Share it again. Yeah.
1: So um, I was out at Starbucks. Uh, working on a report and I had my, my FLIR uh, E6 infrared camera out because uh, I was downloading some pictures and uh, you know, not a lot of people know that, but inspectors know, oh, yeah. <laughs> know what infrared camera looks like too. So I got, as you got approached by a, another inspection company owner and we we're just, you know, talking uh, about the business. And at that time uh, I'd been using home gauge uh, for two years and you know, I thought, you know, at the time it was the best software out there, uh, but in the back of my head, there was always some issues <laughs> that mm-hmm. I'm like, I wish they really would fix this too as well. And I tried to provide input uh, back to HomeGage about those, but, you know, kind of got the cold shoulder. So this inspector, you know, we were talking, he, he used HomeGage too, but uh, he mentioned, he's like, yeah, I know a lot of firms are now using Spectora. And, uh, you know, we looked into it, but it was too expensive. So as soon as he said it was too expensive, I'm like, I need to, <laughs> I need to look into this because <laughs> yeah. that, that's just, you know, it's just how I'm wired. And I'm like, if it's expensive, hopefully that means it's good. Yeah. <laughs> and that could give me an advantage, uh, too, as well. So, you know, I went on, um, I, you know, I looked everything over and, uh, you know, I'm like, uh, you know, I think one of the things was, I know that uh, HomeGage had its repair pricer uh, report too as well, but you guys had that uh, too. And the thing that I also didn't like about HomeGage is like every um, client had to like have a login password, very like inefficient. We'd always get like emails about how we you know rectify the this, this situation. So when we started using ISN to kind of you know, bypass that too as well, um, you know, then we couldn't use the repair uh pricer because we have to make the report public. So I'm like, I, I saw that, that immediately, you know, opened my eyes and I just saw the layout and I thought, you know, home gauge was a pretty slick layout, but you know, Spectoricon knocked out of the water and I'm just like, okay, we just we just need to give this a try. And uh, you know, we, we did the trial. Uh I was actually training the full time guy uh to, you know, start, start doing the inspections, uh, to as well. So we kind of switched right at that point too, as well. So we started training with home gauge. We're like, okay, we're going to switch this spector now. So it's is, it uh, is a big mishmash of, of, you know, <laughs> trying to get the template up so we could use it too as well. And we're like, okay, we just need to kind of commit and go to it. But, um, I'm so glad that we did. And, uh, you know, he signed up for, for a year, uh, we're, you know, we're not going anywhere. Uh, just because I, I think what really stands out to me about Spector is not just the software, but uh, the customer service and how you guys are are there and actually listen <laughs> to the needs of the inspectors, which I, I didn't really get uh, a lot of from gauge. So, um, you know, I, I know not every software is perfect, but you know, I just feel like with you guys being able to listen, things are even going to get better in the future too, as well. And uh, that's something I greatly appreciate because I'm always looking uh, as a home inspection company <laughs> to get get better and, like you said, bring more value uh, to our to our customers too, as well. So, well,
0: thank you for sharing that story. That's amazing, and and I love that you think that way because I I think similarly when I'm shopping for stuff, you know, I always think of what I'm getting for the money spent, not just, and I know some inspectors are wired that way to think like, oh, just cut costs, cut costs, cut costs instead of what value a certain tool or a person or whatever brings. Um, so that's funny. That's a great story. And yeah, and sometimes it's the hardest part of our job, but we, we want to keep your edge. And so if there's tools we can build in to make your agents only want to use you because of tools you have or some type of function or feature, or that's good business for all of us you win, we win, (laughs) you know, everybody. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, for sure.
1: And, uh, you know, I I think that's, uh, I don't think a lot of inspection software (laughs) companies, you know, think of that, you know, think that way Mm -hmm. too, as well. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's refreshing. I mean, and, uh, you know, I've, I've really enjoyed just everything you you guys do. I've almost listened to every podcast uh, episode. Uh, Just, you know, it's amazing that no one's, Thought of of doing something like this too, as well. But just it's so uh, it's it's very interesting just learning about different inspection companies across the U.S. and what they're doing and how they're providing values too, as well. And I, I've picked up a lot of, of tips and things that you know we we want to implement. I think actually why we started doing the repair price there is because we heard about it and, and uh, in one of your episodes too, as well. So Nice. Just, uh, you know, there's so, so much out there and there's so much to kind of learn just how you could bring value to your customers too, at the end of the day, you know, customers and, and realtor partners.
0: It's an isolating industry. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's like we're all individual units and I think real real estate brokers feel the same if they're working remotely um, because we all need something that connects us because we're all working out of our, you know, or you guys are all working out of your houses or, um, you know, on the, in the car all the time. So, you mentioned hiring um, and you talked about bringing someone on full-time, which is amazing. Um, talk to me a little bit about what went into that thought process, the moment when you realized you needed to hire somebody and, and how you hired.
1: Yeah. So I guess, I guess we have to go back a little bit to the start <laughs> yeah. too as well. Cause there's a little bit build up. So um, you know, my full-time guy was in the first, Higher, I guess, per se. Uh-huh. Uh, I had been using part-time contractors uh, too in between because I got to the point where, as much as you know, I was okay doing nights and weekends too as well. That's not always, uh, you know, when people want to <laughs> have their inspections done too as well. So I'm like, I, I need to bring in someone to supplement for that too as well. Uh, so you know, I I made a I guess I got lucky, Um, you know, I I did job posting. I interviewed a couple of guys, uh, but I I brought in a a contractor. Um, You know, he he did contract work, but he also was interested in doing the home inspections too as well. So he had, you know, schedule flexibility to kind of bring in that. But I think one of the blessings I had, which I didn't think of as a blessing (laughs) at the time is, you know, when I started off, you know, doing the inspections and, and working full time, Um, it almost made me think about those, have to think about those things ahead of time too, as well, because I feel like really, I always had the imagined having, you know, the, you know, five person team of inspectors, uh, you know, and, and running, running a company, but, uh, having time limitations kind of really forced me to to think outside the box. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I think my, my biggest challenge was, you know, it, it was good that I could find someone who who go part-time, but when do I make that jump from bringing someone on part-time to full-time? Because that was the yeah. next big leap for my company. And to be honest, you know, I don't think you ever know <laughs> if you're quite ready. I think you see how busy you're getting and, uh, you know, how, how things are progressing within your, your business. But sometimes it's just you gotta take that leap. Uh even if you realize it's gotta be a little bit of a financial setback, but taking that leap will just provide so much more freedom of your time to focus on build, building the business and focusing on, on other things too as well. So I think, you know, when we were when I was looking to hire um, you know, during during the summer, because I felt like we were getting getting to the point where we had had enough business uh to you know sustain uh, another a full-time guy on top of some part-time guys um i think you know i just realized i'm like you know this needs to happen because <laughs> i need to have more free time in order to grow you know the rest of the business because if if i was having to uh spend too much time out of the field then there wasn't there, there wasn't enough time to be spending doing the things that I needed to be doing, such as reaching out to uh, realtors. And also, you know, uh, I, I think I was, <laughs> I spent a lot of time, you know, building our Spectora template, getting our, our website that you guys uh, did, but getting all the input for that too, as well. So there, there's other things uh, that are important w- uh, with building a business besides doing the inspections. So, um, you know, I think it just kind of came down to, I need this to happen so I have time to actually grow the business too as well. Such a, great,
0: such a great way to think about it. I think that's the bottleneck a lot of times is guys can't get themselves out of the field or they they can't just take that leap to say, you know what, I'm going to do what it takes to continue to bring business in or to generate more business. And I think the ones that have that repeatable process to meet more agents or to get more leads somehow can find that confidence, right?
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's really, I mean it all comes down to perspective. Um, I know there's a lot of inspectors out there who are are solo acts, and I think that's great. Um, I, I I don't think I would ever like to be in that position because you do have to juggle so many things at once uh, too as well. So even I mean even if you're a solo act too as well, I feel like you need help uh, within your business too as well. And I mean. I I don't only point to being able to bring in Jonathan um you know midsummer this year too as well but uh being able to uh, hire part time office manager Casey uh you know earlier this year too as well we went through a couple of iterations <laughs> with with that too as well but uh sometimes I think it's our you know it, it's how we th- you know view things and how we talk to ourselves that kind of limit our you know limit right what we can do too as well, because, you know, a lot of people would kind of scowl at. I can't afford to bring in, you know, part-time office manager uh, to kind of answer calls, you know, make sure the appointments go through, uh, you know, make sure schedules go through Handle like emergencies, but um, you know, there's a solution out there (laughs) for that. And I almost looked at it as I can't afford not to Uh, because if I'm spending all that time, um, you know, handling small, Tasks. I'm not handling the most important tasks, too, as well. So, um, you know, it, it's really, it's really about learning. You have to give your yourself permission to let go sometimes.
0: Uh-huh. Dude, so, so hard.
1: <laughs> I mean, it, it's not easy, and you know, I you know, I think every uh, everyone who's probably went from a one uh, inspector firm to a you know. Multiple inspector firm. They've always had that, you know, sending out the person for their first inspection. uh, You know, with without you there, kind of, yeah, yeah, poking and and just you know, and and all the the fear that comes with it. But after that fear, there's uh, there's liberation uh, too as well. And I think the other thing that I didn't really expect to kind of get from you know this is um, just how good it feels to give someone the opportunity, um, that they were looking for, uh, you know, and to, uh, grow as a professional and to do something that they really love, uh, doing as well. Um, I think that's, that's very rewarding. And, you know, one of the things that we kind of tried to establish as, as our company culture is, you know, we're, we're like a family. Um, so it's, you know, um, you know just seeing you know Casey really <laughs> you know loves working with Jonathan and whatnot and the you know it, it's it's uh it just you know conversations back and forth that you know it, it's just like extended family and uh you know that that kind of just makes you more motivated too as well and realize that you you are doing the the right thing too as well with with growing the company um you know not 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 just to uh you know make more money but uh to you know, help support others and to not just grow a business, but, you know, grow a community too as well.
0: Oh, I love that. And I love to use the word family because, uh, you know, that makes me think of two very successful companies, um, George Scott um, and John Robinson, both named after themselves, Scott Home Inspection and John Robinson Inspection Group. They talk about family a lot as well. I think it's a mentality, it's not just a cliche. I think it's the way you really approach you know the day and the people you work with and the value you create so um I love that you I love that you mentioned the uh that the good f word um, you know talking about entrepreneurship, I know this is a topic we we wanted to dive into a little, so the ups and downs of being an entrepreneur and you mentioned nights and weekends earlier, which made me smile because I think back fondly on the late nights and many weekends we spent. Um, building up Spectora in the first year or two. Um, so speak a little bit about that journey and kind of that crossover of, Hey, I still got a, this job that's helping finance the new business, but I still got to do these inspections.
1: Yeah. I mean, so going back a, a little, a little bit, um, I remember going through college and, uh, you know, you know, gave my first engineering job and I had absolutely no interest in owning my own business. Um, you know, it's it, it just kind of funny how things things happen. And I mean, the, the way I would describe entrepreneurship, it, it's a lifestyle. Um, you got you got to love it, and you got you got to love the grind. And uh, you know, I think that big stepping point is, you know, once you find something that you're passionate about, it gets a little bit easier, but obviously there, there's a lot of grind (laughs) involved with, with anything, especially when you're, um, you know, you don't have endless, endless time to spend on, um, you know, go out and marketing and and whatnot, you have to choose your path wisely. And, uh, you know, I think every, you know, for, for those who, uh, inspectors who are are struggling right now, uh, too, as well, um, you know, I just want to say, keep going if this is your passion. Because I think I've I've had, you know, hit the rock bottom, you know, like, you know, five or six times, you know, since start of the company. I, I remember specifically having a conversation, um, you know, with, uh, with a good personal friend about, you know, hanging up and just, you know, going back and doing the engineering work too as well. But I think actually, the funny thing is, that's probably the moment that propelled me because I realized I was spending too much money on the online stuff. Mm-hmm. I was doing all these other things. And, uh, you know, after I just decided to cut all that ties with all the, uh, expensive internet marketing, I was actually more profitable, even though we weren't bringing in as much revenue, but more profitable and less headaches <laughs> at the end of the day too as well. So, you know, I think, um, you know, I, I you know, it's always hard, um, you know, having to uh, choose to give up your nights and and your weekends, especially when, uh, you know, you have kids at home, Uh, you know, you have a a wife at home that wants to see you every so often too as well. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, I think you just have, if you are passionate enough about it, uh, you'll find a way, you'll find a way to wake up early, uh, uh, you know, in the mornings to get the reports done. You'll find a way to um, you know fit in your your family and make sure that you know that they feel like they're important too as well uh, but it's definitely a grind and if you don't if you don't enjoy it then you should get out because th- that's the only way it makes sense <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> no, no no other you know nothing else will you know you'll, you'll work 68 60 hours a week uh, you know be- before before the weekend and uh you still have energy to do something you, if if you still have that energy then you know this is your passion that you just got you gotta gotta fall through with it too as well um so like i said you, you know i think everyone's been there at some point where like is this really gonna happen <laughs> is this really gonna take off uh too as well i i still have those, those times uh too where i you know i i permit that for a little bit and then i just realize just keep moving forward because uh, that's you know taking action is, is how things are going to happen uh too as well so
0: oh exactly and i think correct me if i'm wrong engineer engineering types and inspector um, type minds can tend to try to over engineer things and maybe be an analysis paralysis and not just go and act and go and just do the doing um to get to that vision because um, i know you know the tinkerers of the templates sometimes can spend you know, a lot of time in there and it's worth, it's worthy time. I think it's a good thing to do, but like you said, you still have to join the groups, shake the hands, build relationships. So a, a fine balance, I'm sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it, like I said, it's, there's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff you, you need to do. And I feel like most inspectors uh, know what they, they need to do. Uh, but the difference between knowing what you need to do and actually doing what you need to do, um, you know, we tend to make a lot of excuses. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think every you know, every entrepreneur kind of does that too as well. Um, actually, this is probably good. I, you know, I don't know if we've talked about, but one of the books that uh, really was a, a game change for me uh, was this Procrastinate on Purpose by Rory Vaden uh, Rory too as Vaden. well. Yeah, let's yeah. talk
0: about
1: that. Yeah, so, um, you know, it, it's all about... I really like how the book is set up because he, he goes over this focus, focus tunnel. Um, and it's really, you know, his way of narrowing the focus on what we should actually be spending our time on. Um, you know, so the, the first step of this, of the tunnel is eliminate. So what are things that we're doing right now that we don't need to be doing? Um, uh, you know, I feel a lot in the, you know, like I said before, uh, with, with hiring an office manager, it was more of a, I can't afford not to do this, then, you know, I can't afford this. So, um, you know, picking up the the little things that we're doing each day and be like, you know, can this be, uh, can this be, you know, thrown away? Or could someone else do, which is actually, actually not the next step. That's the third step. But the the second step is automation, you know, I think Spectora and a lot of these other apps like ISN and whatnot, automate systems to make things easier. And, um you know realtors knows that stuff too as well everyone is, hey we have everything uh, i've been asked about our booking system too as well because we're we're very detailed we make sure that you know contact information is actually texted 30 minutes before the appointment so there's no confusion <laughs> about you know where anyone is too as well uh saying notifications having everything uh with your inspection agreements automated too as well credit card processing Um, All that, um, making sure your systems are in place because uh, those are repetitive tasks that you you shouldn't be concentrating on uh, too as well. Uh, The third part is delegation. So delegating, um, you know, something, whether it's, you know, bookkeeping, um, doing the inspections, uh, you know, the office manager work, um, website development, you know, I think as... Entrepreneurs, we want to have a hand in everything, yep, but we shouldn't have like as an engineer i I think I was telling you i I tinkered a lot with my website before I just hand it over to you guys, and I, I just realized I'm like I don't need something that's elaborate, I just need something that is cohesive, and you know, I'm not the person to make it all co- cohesive i I can make it intricate, but I can't make it cohesive so um, you know, that is, um, you know, that is something I, I finally just like, I need to, to delegate that out to as well. So thinking about those things that you could, to, can delegate, um, the fourth, uh, part of that, the, the fourth step is actually procrastination. So th- this is, this is probably one of the most interesting parts of the book where he says, there are things that you need to do. You know, there are things that you should be focusing on, but it might not be the right time for it too as well. So, uh, just like, you know, the real estate market has its seasons, um, you know, you might be trying to reach out to realtors during peak seasons, but they might not have time right. <laughs> for right. you to be with coffee. And that's actually, you know, one of the things is now that it's, it's kind of been a slower season for me, um one of the things that's top on my to-do list is to, you know, meet as many realtors for coffee, lunch, you know, lunch uh, meetings as possible uh, just because right now this is normally the time that they have available (laughs) for that too as well. And that's been the big focus. So, uh, you know, the procrastination part is timing too as well. And just like, you know, we were also talking about SEO early uh, earlier, but, you know, if you're a new inspector, you shouldn't be focusing on that seal right away. You should be focusing on building your brand and providing value to your customers and having a little bit of a base before before focusing on that too as well. So, um, and then the last portion is just focus, you know, take the things that the, the small, the most important things that you, you should be doing and make sure you're focusing on those items, uh, you know, and block out time. And, you know, whether it's, you know, you know, one nice thing about having an office manager is I'm like, I could, you know, turn my my phone <laughs> away for, for two hours and actually be able to focus on writing a blog article or, um, you know, making phone calls to realtors or, you know, responding back or building the, the Spector template too, as well. So, you know, with, with each, each one of those steps, though, too, as well, um, Roy Vaden, you know, talks about, Giving yourself permission to do each one of those steps. Um, I, I don't know off the top of my head, but there's there's a p- permission associated uh, with each one of them. I think like the first one is the permission to ignore when you're talking about you know eliminating yeah. doing something. And it it's just funny how he phrases permission because who's giving permission yourself? So who's ultimately blocking yourself, <laughs> blocking, yep. you're blocking yourself from achieving these because you haven't given yourself permission. You haven't you know, thought of it as, you know, you might think, oh, this is a fire that I need to put out right now versus, well, let me think about what the most important things, or if it's a fire, could someone else put out that fire too as well so you could really focus on, you know, as a business owner, your main responsibility is to grow the business too. And focusing on those tasks uh, versus getting, you know, drawn into all the nitty-gritty details. So,
0: I love it. I'm gonna. I wrote that book down. I'll put it also in the in the description of this episode because um, I love the framing of that because it is really allowing yourself to be liberated and say like it's okay. Like you're. We we all have this vision of either doing everything now or doing everything in the perfect order. But um, I like that. That'll be a good one. Um, I look glad, you, I'm glad you mentioned writing. So I actually did a YouTube video. Um, can't remember if I published it or not yet inspired by you. Um, actually, cause we, when we talked on the SEO call, you mentioned you were excited to do a little more writing or technical writing to provide value basically. And the reason why it's so, it excites me so much is that SEO is a lot about writing good content. And so we can only write so much that's in your brains as inspectors. And so, when you kind of said like, "Hey, you know, can we do a couple a month? If I do one or two, and you guys do one or two, how how would that work?" And to me, that's the perfect balance and the recipe that I've seen really help people um, rank higher and get more traffic because it mixes in such natural language that comes from the inspector. So, tell me a little like, do you have you enjoyed writing in the past? Is it just something um that you're now excited about because you have the time because you hired people, yeah i mean go- going back to my
1: engineering background i mean there there's a lot of writing involved and and not necessarily fun writing involved when when you uh when you're you know doing reports and and whatnot, technical reports um but I just think you know from the report writing i i think i've I've always kind of been an educator you know at, at heart and i think that's you know sounds familiar. (laughs) A lot of the people you've had on the podcast. Um, But I've always enjoyed, you know, explaining things uh, to people and helping frame things to them so that, you know, they they have a better understanding of something. I think, you know, when I was writing the inspection reports, um, you know, I enjoy going into the little details about, you know, what causes an issue or, you know, things to kind of look out for too as well. So, you know, I, I thought about, blog writing probably from the, the beginning and like I said you know probably at, at the very start that's something really hard to kind of get into uh you know especially when you're doing it part time and you're spending a lot of time on in inspections and whatnot uh but it's honestly been one of those things I haven't going back to the book given me myself permission <laughs> to do and spend time on uh, but you know I just you know I, I think being able to frame things in a way to help people understand, uh, in layman's terms and really, you know, what you're doing is you're allowing them to be better acquainted with their house. And you, I mean, you never know when you, when you write a blog article, you, you know, there's a potential, you could even save someone's life (laughs) down the the road by giving them, you know, a, a piece of information. And I think, you know, for probably a lot of inspectors out there, I just overthought the whole thing. I'm like, okay, I need to do this and that and whatnot. Uh, And I need to learn how to put on my website and, and all that. Uh, But I think it just comes down to you just start writing um, and just fill the page because, you know, we have all, all this information in our heads and sometimes it just feels good to get get the information out and uh, you know, put, put pen to paper. And even if you don't, publish it. I mean, you could save it and, and, uh, you know, publish it, uh, you know, six months, a couple of years down the road too, as well. But I think just, you know, what I learned, um, is just get in the practice of writing, um, and you know, what doing. So I, I think I told you, I, I, fin, I pretty much have my proof version ready, uh, for my first blog post. Uh, cause I, after our conversation, I'm just like, I, I just need commits. So, um, you know I spent my, my first session I spent half an hour in the morning and I just like whatever comes <laughs> into the piece of paper you know come, comes in and then I'll edit the rest too as well but I just you know everything kind of flowed from there and you just kind of got to get started um, at the end of the day because um, hey, I mean I, I think a lot of inspectors will probably feel the same way is that they naturally enjoy teaching and I think you know writing about that uh, too as well you 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 could teach a greater audience. Um, and then on top of that too, as well, it's just, you know, you don't have to overthink the topics too as well. I think everyone know you know you knows what the biggest questions <laughs> that get brought up during a home inspection or what uh, homeowners are most stumped on, um, you know? So just take whatever topic and, you know, kind of almost journal, you know, write whatever you think about the subject and you can always go back and edit later uh, too as well but that's really all the process you know all the all you need to do to get started with the process too as well and then I'm sure you know for, for any inspectors looking out there you know you who have have your website through Spector I'm sure you guys are are there to to help out with with that process too and and help make suggestions on on how to uh, to better make it happen and and actually make that blog a reality too as well.
0: I love that. Just writing, just start writing and see what comes out. You know, that's, uh, I think Seth Godin, I've mentioned him a few times on the podcast. He's big on just like, Hey, just whatever comes out, just start typing. And then that you have to get some bad writing out sometimes before you get to the good writing. Um, And you also mentioned putting things in layman's terms. I think that's something a lot of inspectors can work on. Um, You know, coming from a layman when it comes to home and house home improvement and and house related things. I think the reports need to have a little bit of both. It's like you give the technical for the people that want it, maybe link to an article on your website, wink, wink. Um, you know, but yeah, I think layman's terms is something some guys have built their businesses just on being good about explaining things in layman's terms. So I think that's a great call by you. Yeah. I mean, if you're not, if you're not connecting to
1: your clients and the realtors at that level, um, you know, it, Absolutely. There's there's a lot of topics <laughs> that require a certain level of technical knowledge that you know most homeowners and realtors aren't gonna get at least at the first explanation. But there are a lot of topics out there that can be easily understood if you're using metaphors, if you're using um, you know just your practical experience too as well. Uh, like for example, so the article I wrote was on GFCIs mm-hmm. um, and just explaining what GFCI does and is and why it's because a lot of times when I'm doing inspections, people don't know what GFCI is and they're all all over the place too as well. So I mean, just, you got to think of the commonalities. I mean uh, you know, a lot of people are like baffled by, you know, how electricity, you know, flows through a house, but you know, why not, you know, make a comparison to like a water flowing through a hose. It's, it's, it's the same concept, you know, you got pressure as voltage and, Uh, flow is current too as well. So try and make similarities uh, uh, behind things and really, uh, you know, get creative on on how you explain things too as well. I think that's, you know, also a good thing about the blog is you could let your creative side, uh, you
0: know, take over and and have fun with it too. So. I love it. Um, And we're coming up on on time here, so I want to be respectful of it. But, um, you know, any any topics or things that you're seeing out there that you kind of just want to put out there and, or anything that I should have asked you? Um, good question. Yeah. There's a lot just
1: in general that's happening in, you know, the building industry, (laughs) I Uh, guess, I guess, um, you know, just, you know, code changes and technology changes, uh, too as well. And, you know, ultimately, I think part uh, of—I don't know if it's going to be necessarily our strategy next year as we're kind of trying to grow into, you know, full born multi-inspection firm, but you know, just keeping an eye out for opportunities um, as they present present themselves. Um, Like I said, I mean, it's all about bringing value to your clients, and I think there's value to be had out there uh, too as well. For instance, I know this is nothing new, but we're looking into potentially bringing in sewer scoping in the house because uh, mm. right now we subcontract that out, uh, but that's a big thing in Chicago, yeah. <laughs> Chicago, a lot of, um, you know, backed up sewer mains and, and flooding. And, um, you know, we actually had tree roots growing <laughs> in our place too. uh, our, our inspector didn't suggest, you know, getting it scoped. So that's something that we at least put on our reports now, but, um, but I mean, there's a lot like EMF, um, you know, is coming out there, electric magnetic frequency, um, and studies about that too, as well. So, um, but also be selective, you know, you don't have to do everything, but Mm -hmm. just keep your, I I think ultimately it's just about keeping your ears open for opportunities to provide more value, uh, too, as well. And then working at one stage at a time, uh, too, as well, It's, it's just going back to the book about procrastination is you know sometimes you have idea but it's not the right time for the idea and you put that <laughs> put that in <laughs> yep. in the back and you know you move forward just like you know right now i don't think it would be prudent for us to bring in sewer scoping in in home in house when we're you know trying to grow and, and bring in some of the other stuff and we don't have necessarily the volume uh that we need to support that uh but you know always just i guess uh just keep your ears open that's that's all i could say
0: I love it. And it takes mind space. Like you said, like you, uh, you hire, you find time, you like give yourself permission to take an hour or two, a morning a week to actually keep your ears open and listen to yeah. podcasts, stuff outside our industry, um, and network, things like that. So great advice. Yeah, um, for sure. Well, uh,
1: one other thing I, I kind of want to just yeah. <laughs> yeah. shout out there if, it, if it's okay. So I, I know we're, we're coming close to uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah, I don't know what this is going to be published, but, uh, you know, I, I definitely think being grateful, uh, um, for everything and showing gratitude is, I mean, uh, you know, sincere gratitude is, is important. Uh, you know, not just, you know, uh, for life and for business too, as well. So you know, make sure you, you're showing appreciation for those, uh, who gave you your first shot or the realtors that continue to use you, uh, don't take anything for granted. Uh, as well um i also want to give a shout out to my wife dawn and uh who uh who actually inspired me to start she's one of my inspirations to start the Uh business too as well Um, she she has her own interior design business and she kind of got started before and that was always in the plans for her the business wasn't like i said before wasn't the plans for me and um you know she you know i think she ultimately inspired me uh, to kind of take that leap and realize, you know, I I just have to have faith in myself to take take that leap. Uh, and you know, besides that, she, you know, uh, gave me my my two sons, Jake and Chase, uh, three year old and eight months. Uh, actually, almost probably coming to to nine months <laughs> too as well. He's growing up too fast. Oh so, man, beautiful. You know. Yeah, so um, you know, just be. I, I think ultimately. The, the secret to, you know, a happy life is, is, uh, living in appreciation versus expectation. And, um, you know, so just, uh, you know, kind of final piece out there. Um, you know, if, if it's after Thanksgiving, you know, still no excuse, just go out there and remember who, uh, who helped you start, uh, and be grateful for everyone who has done anything for your business because, um, you know, that's important. And I think generally, just making sure, you know, people feel appreciated and uh, know that you care. Um, you know, it's, it's a great way to live and you, you never, you, you won't quite, um, I forgot what the, the saying is, but you know, someone who feels appreciated will go the extra mile for you too, as well. And uh, you know, and I, I kind of see that, you know, firsthand And I always trying to, um, you know, make sure that Jonathan knows I, I appreciate everything he does. Cause I, I do, I do see everything. <laughs> Sometimes as better business owners, you're like, you know, you're, you're stuck out of things, but you, you know, make sure that, you know, if someone goes above and beyond that, you, you tell them, uh, that you really appreciate that, uh, too. And, um, you know,
0: keep up the good vibes. You know, that was so well said. I'm not even going to attempt to layer onto that. I just love that. That, that might be one of the best closing, uh, comments and statements we've had. So Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. Speech. And
1: going back, going back to that, thank you for everything uh, you, you, you and your brother have done and, and star Spectora, And uh, you know, I, I just hope uh, you know, to, you know, continually form a relationship with, with you guys too, as well. And hope to be able to meet face to face at some point and uh, you
0: know, and continue doing business for many, many years to come. I love it. We'll look forward to it. All right, Tim. Well, thanks again for taking the time. This has been so valuable. Um, I've enjoyed this and yeah, we will look forward to meeting you face to face sometime and uh, maybe we'll do a round two. We'll do another check-in down the road.
1: Yeah, no, I, I definitely, if you want, whether it's, uh, a year away and we could kind of see progress. So, I mean, my my goal for next year is to quadruple our our revenues. <laughs> yes. Yes. So I I Love hate it. saying that you know. <laughs> gotta
0: have the goal. No. Give yourself permission.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. No. I'm giving myself permission. So, but uh, yeah, I'll we'll have to check it and, and see where, where I'm at next year too as well. But uh, you know, I mean, it's it's going to happen. You just gotta keep faith and uh, you know work the process too as well. So I'm I'm excited for that too. Um, And you know for, for any inspectors out there too I'm, I'm always looking to connect uh, as yeah, well that's right.
0: so that's right I forgot to ask that I'm glad you brought that up um, what yeah what can I link to or put in the description of this episode
1: yeah so um, people could uh, email me at it's uh, Tim at home uh, we have a Facebook page to home inspection geeks and our website is www homeinspectiongeeks.com that was uh done by Spector recently you guys did a great job nice love yeah. it go to the and, site uh, yeah yeah and then uh feel free to give us a call to the the number numbers on there and uh say hi to Casey <laughs> for, um, me, for for me too and uh tell him how you heard about us but yeah i mean uh you know i feel uh, i almost get stuck in my own ways too is why I feel like I, I'd like to talk to more home inspectors out there and just, you know, get late, whether it's, it's locally or, or uh, across the country. Cause sometimes you just get, get too busy, but I think uh, it's important to collaborate and, and talk
0: about uh, things with the industry and help each other out. So. I completely agree. We've got to keep that sense of community um, and stay connected somehow. So um, yeah, I'll put that in there. Have everyone get in touch with you. Awesome. All right. Tim. I appreciate it, man. Um, we'll be talking to you soon and I'll send you links to everything. Um, when we get this up here, probably tomorrow or Wednesday at the latest. Oh, awesome. It's that
1: quick. Yes, sir. Wow. I <laughs> I'll have to pick your brains too about, uh, cause like we are like we were saying, giving yourself permission and overthinking things too, as well. I'm like, I do want to eventually do the podcast too. Like I was thinking, I'm like, I use Zoom all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's all you need. You need yeah, yeah. Well, I, yeah. I'm like researching. Yeah, I mean, you probably want
0: you know make sure audio quality and stuff is good, but yeah, you don't you don't need much too as well. So. Oh, you, I, I'm almost embarrassed of our first three episodes in like a echoey office, not good video, not good mic. So yeah, it's a <laughs> we learned hard lessons early. Okay. Yeah, those are the. I think those are the. I don't think I listened to the first four yeah, good, good, good. <laughs> episodes yet. No, I, I, I'm probably going to now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, have you ever? Actually, they were YouTube videos, I think, and so the actual by the time oh, we okay. went to the podcast. But the YouTube um, episodes, even before that, there was one or two that. Uh, you know, I guess that's the lesson of startup. So you got to be embarrassed about your first couple of anything, or else you. Well, you
1: monster. you get input and you learn what what doesn't work too yeah. as well.
0: So exactly. have you ever read the? Uh, lean startup yeah great i gotta reread that actually it's been a few years so i think yeah i got i got a lot of books (laughs) yeah reread too as well so maybe
1: uh maybe when i get a get as things slow down in december
0: too i do audible now because i'm in the car i commute a lot uh, or i commute so far and i know inspectors out there always in the car so i think why not consume knowledge while we're driving all around oh
1: oh yeah no i I do podcasts and i do um i used to do audible and then i just realized that i would just spend way too much money (laughs) because i I go through books too quickly so yeah so why i there's actually a an app that the chicago public library has so it's like it's almost it's like a netflix for for audiobooks too as well not everything's on there but I, the procrastinating purpose is on there and several other ones are too so i kind of do that and then i'll just buy a, a book or audiobook if i'm really interested in it too as well so it, it seems to work out but yeah i listened to a lot of you know tim ferris your podcast and all that just automatically get downloaded so i always have
0: something available to listen to so well we'll get your podcast launched here in the next year how about that the next yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's
1: a goal. Yeah, blog first and then uh yeah then that too. Well I really I don't know if I i talked talk to you about this, but I really think it'd be cool to have like a general contractor, co host or or whatnot too yeah. as well and really provide multi, you know I guess I guess I could start on my own and kind of see but I think having um a little bit of banter back and forth, and, and bringing a connection. So I, I'm trying to convince the the general contractor in my BNI group. There you go. A, there <laughs> you go. He keeps giving me funny looks, but he, he's a, they're actually the uh, the the guy uh, the GC and his, he owns a company with his brother. But they're actually like very modern, savvy for for. Uh, general contract like they do a lot of social media and stuff like that too as well oh, so perfect I don't candidate. know just fear of hearing your own voice <laughs> you know mic'd up or whatnot too as well but uh yeah but I'll actually have to send you this one I think we talked about too this the the inspiration behind it is there's a uh home inspector in, in GC and in, in the Carolinas like just some hillbillies who uh Who do this podcast? I think they actually do like the morning radio show, but they have like a podcast that follows. And I just I enjoy listening to it because they make it really hilarious too. (laughs) Besides, (laughs) besides informative too, yeah, they they really play into like the hillbilly side of things. But uh, think, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. So that's kind of what sparked the idea for me too as well. But you know, yeah, you have to find your own your own uh, flavor. Exactly. for, for what, you, what you're gonna do too as well so but thanks thanks for having me on again i i really appreciate it and uh and uh really guiding me through that because i know there's a couple times where i felt a little <laughs> a little stumped little little thing but I, th- I think i i think it got better as as it went along
0: oh exactly like what what feels like a uh you know a blunder or like a a, a rant doesn't isn't as bad and it's never as bad as it feels
1: yeah yeah i think yeah like we said we're you're always your, your worst critic. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh,
1: no. I'm going to, I'm going to shrug a listen to to the, <laughs> to this one. <laughs> this one. I just, you know, nit, 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 like I'm not going to be, you know, pay attention, but I mean, that that's the other thing is I think I'll, other people get fear of just what other people are going to think. Oh and, yeah. Uh, you know, that's like really with the, good. with the blog writing and stuff like that too, as well. It's like, you know, you are your own, um, worst, uh, you know, critic too as well. So you got to find a way to kind of get over, <laughs> get over that hump because there is know. a tipping
0: point I've realized as you know, as I've created more content in the last you know three years and I have my first 30 years. Um, it, there's a tipping point where it's just like, you stop thinking about that and you start thinking about how to just tweak it and make everything better and create more value. So
1: yeah i mean and you know obviously even with that there there is always things you can improve on too but usually they're not as bad as you think (laughs) too too, as well like i i know tim ferris always talks about his first episodes too as well Uh and i'm you know i i just feel like they're not really (laughs) as bad as even someone as successful as him as like you know says like you know it gets into his head too as well but um you know, he's, he's like a wizard now when it comes oh, to yeah. interviews. Like, I, I just, like, I don't know what, when it kind of clicked because I was listening to early ones. But now he just, he's very good at just the ebbs and flows and, you know, asking the right questions and kind of letting the the guest speak at the end of it too as well. So, uh, and just, you know, impart knowledge and get the most I guess also get the guests comfortable. Exactly. That's the thing <laughs> too piece as well. That's the thing yeah. 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 So it's, it's, uh, yeah, no. So I'm, I'll probably go through that stage <laughs> too as well. But as you can see, I, I, I have a lot of stuff on my plate. So hopefully, hopefully I could get in the habit of blog writing in then and look, maybe do, even if it's once a month, maybe that's a goal to kind of set, just to kind of get, get it. Even if, if, uh, I think even if you just do an interview without even posting it or whatnot too just to kind of get that experience you cool. know too yeah as we'll, well.
0: we'll push you we'll be your partner and push you and uh okay do that okay we'll, we'll we'll have yeah and we'll uh yeah but uh
1: yeah thank you for everything again I, I uh i seriously i mean i i am very grateful uh that we we found you guys too as well and uh i'm, I'm really excited too just on uh you know, I'm talking about like the different you know things too as well, and you know, like I said, with with home gauge, it's just like you know you have an idea, but it just don't know where to put it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Try to right. put it somewhere, it doesn't? And uh you know, I've I've talked about like several suggestions um already with with the staff, and some of them have already said that you know they're kind of in the work. So I'm guessing other inspectors <laughs> are thinking similar similar to me too as well. Yeah. I, I really think with that. Um, with your editor where you get, you view the report and edit. If you could actually like, I think I was talking to, to Michael about that. If you could 10 X that, yep. <laughs> and make it like, so. like you might save, you know, it might take 20 minutes to revise the report <laughs> at the end of it too, as well, which, which really excites me too, as well, because you could just kind of go down and actually edit. And I, I really like doing that as uh, with when I introduced Jonathan, I would review his reports too. So I liked having that feature because I had to just go into the report and, and edit it where the other report writers don't have that feature. So um, I'm really ex- excited to see that. Oh yeah, as well. So and I mean, I think you guys have a lot of potential to <laughs> to grow and add value in other areas too as well. So um, you know, like like I said, you know, I mean, just being able to help inspectors create content and do stuff like that i think that's that's something no other no other company is really doing right. <laughs> right now or or doing well so um yeah so i mean if i if i think of any ideas for you guys too i'll, I'll definitely uh pass them along so sounds good appreciate it all right well i'm sure you have plenty of stuff to do <laughs>
0: but well, uh, we're gonna get we're gonna get hit with snow um tonight so it's like oh, are you yeah everyone's cramming working and uh, i don't know if we have to get out here early if it's going to be that bad or
1: uh okay well we'll be safe <laughs> i don't think we're i don't think we have snow but the way things have been uh let's see yeah, the way it's actually oh wow didn't realize it's 50 today that's like the first time it's been over like 45 and like a month. <laughs> <It's> beautiful. <man. laughs> yeah, yeah. No, literally, it snowed on Halloween, so I'm not even exaggerating. what <laughs> I'm saying in a month because yeah, it hasn't gone. But that I, I actually see snow next weekend. We'll see how that how that turns out. But anyways, yeah. I mean, uh, drive safe and uh, hope uh, you and your family have a have a happy Thanksgiving. Right on. Yeah, you guys do the same. All right, awesome. All right, talk Thanks. to you soon. Thanks, Kevin. Bye. All right, bye bye.